2: WPHT, HD, HD3, Philadelphia From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios Where relationships matter Always live on the free Odyssey app The revolution will be broadcast revolution. This, this
3: is the next generation of talk Now, this is The Drive at 5 30 minutes of non-stop talk With Rich Zoli.
4: The open border murder. That's what everybody's calling it today. The open border murder because uh, this illegal immigrant who was supposed to be deported was not because New York is a safe sanctuary state. And now we have a beautiful dead woman. Um, Such a tragedy. Absolute, absolute tragedy. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855 839 1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. This is our happy hour, brought to you by our friends at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. Make sure you book your stay now for the amazing kids' spring break package. We'll get to enjoy the heated indoor pool. At the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey, My Happy Place. By the way, we're going to be doing five broadcasts, five broadcasts there this year. Our first one will be coming up Friday, May 3rd. So mark your calendar now, Friday, May 3rd, for our very first live broadcast at My Happy Place, the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. All right. Good. Uh, Lots of chat about, as you can imagine. I, um, I'll get into the, uh, no labels stuff. The crap always bothers me. The no labels nonsense. It really is annoying, but Trump was on fire at CPAC. His uh, remarks lasted 90 minutes. So just so you know, I didn't, I didn't get to stay to hear the whole speech. And the reason why is because I didn't want to wait on line to get in. And I, I, I'm not one of those pull some strings kind of guys. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. So People were lining up very early to get in to his speech at CPAC. I just figured, you know, I'll hit the road and go home and see the kids and listen to the speech on the radio, which I did. My friends who were there live, who stayed, they loved it. They said it was fantastic. They said he he talked in the teleprompter for a little bit, and then he just kind of riffed for over an hour and just made jokes and made fun of Biden. He did steal one of my comedy bits. I did a routine, not a routine, I'm not a comedian, but I did a little thing at Parks when I was there recently where I was doing my impression of Biden, just walking away from the microphone and getting lost on stage. Trump did basically the same thing, which is good. Again, I'm not accusing him of stealing my stuff. I'm just saying great minds think alike. Or maybe I gave him that information. I don't know. We'll never know. You'll never know. The point is this he was very funny at CPAC. Um, People who were there loved it and had a great time watching it. I have no patience to wait in line ever. It's why at Wildwood, when the Trump rally happened, we were doing the show live from Mulligan Shore Bar. I didn't call in any strings. I did not call in any favors to get into the convention. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to cut in line. I just I don't like doing that. I really don't. I I genuinely don't like doing that. But I'm certainly not waiting online for hours and hours and hours. I can't wait in line for five minutes. It's not it's not good. I'm if I'm at the store and I've got to wait in line, I get impatient. I start to feel fidgety. I have the attention span of a gnat. It's not. It's not helpful to anybody. So that's why I don't wait on lines. But I also just you know I don't try to big time anybody. I don't try to make phone calls and be like, hey, can I can I get ahead of the line? I don't like. I don't like people that do that. I have a problem with it. It's just not my thing. And if I am going to do that, I'm going to save that shit for the Republican National Convention. I'm not going to do it at CPAC. You know what I mean? So I'm Whoa. reserving the right to call in a favor, but I'm, I may wait for CP for the convention to do that in July versus at CPAC. Anyway, and I had to stop and get a crab cake in Maryland on the way home anyway, because that's what you do when you leave uh, D.C. You stop in Maryland right by the head, the headwaters of the Chesapeake Bay and you get crab cakes. Good crab, real crab cakes, like the real deal. And then you eat in the car on the way home. That's how I roll. Anyway, here's a little bit of Trump at CPAC. Cut 13.
5: not that. If we can break out of the Biden nightmare, and it is a nightmare, he's the most incompetent person. Can you imagine this man who can't walk off a stage? He can't find the stairs. Where are they? Where are they? He asks where he makes a two minute speech because that's about the only they couldn't get any more fuel than that. (laughs) Whatever happened to the cocaine they found in the White House? Where is it? he uh
4: well the dog snorted it mr president we know that the dog the commander snorted the cocaine hence my blockbuster movie cocaine white house dogs which is going to be huge uh, obviously and, and the audience is the only army overwhelmingly voted and said that uh cocaine white house dogs is going to be the name of the uh, of the movie so thank you for that i appreciate you voting on that overwhelmingly that beat out defund the police dot 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 dog I have a new follower on Twitter. I always love to. I appreciate new followers on Twitter. Believe it or not, interviewing Tulsi Gabbard got some some new libertarian minded followers. And so I got this clip sent to me a little while ago by one of them. I'd like to give her a shout out if I can find her Twitter handle. But of course, at the moment, I can't. Um, But I will. In the meantime, though, it's funny. My friend also sent me this clip. It's Dr. Phil on the view i don't know if dr phil's got a book out matt desantis you want to try to get dr phil on the show since you failed at getting miss america on the show um who's the other one i asked if you were gonna get on the show oh oh um adriana
6: from the sopranos yeah i talked to my sister uh this past weekend too and i forgot to mention it to her so I'll, i'll i'll text her hello where'd you go
4: I'm just trying to process that. I'm sorry. I'm, proce- I'm processing <laughs> what you just said. Well, yeah. My sister called. I-, I
6: talked to her briefly this past weekend, but I forgot to bring that up. I- she would be our-, our contact there. Useless. I mean, it's
4: just, it's just friggin' <laughs> It's just absolutely useless. I got you useless.
6: Tulsi in person. What more oh, do you want? You,
4: you you got me Tulsi in person. I send a series of text messages and bam, she appears. Now, who are the two guys you really want to thank for getting us Tulsi in person? Go ahead. There's three. We want to thank uh, AJ and Drew because they're the ones that,
6: like, f- you know, physically brought her to us. And mm-hmm. we also want to thank Erica, her communications director, because she was the one that technically um, set everything up. There
4: you go. All right. There you go. Good people. AJ and Drew we got to hang out with them at CPAC. Great guys. And. Uh, We'll have him back on the show, uh, no doubt about it. Anyway, maybe we can get Doctor Phil on the show. Is my point. Maybe you can make that make, make like make, maybe make that happen.
6: I, I can, yeah, I mean, if he has a book coming out, the publishers always uh, are attempting to arrange interviews. I just have to make sure he has a book. Well, he's doing the circuit. Well, then it should be easy to get him. I'll guess. And, and
4: I told you, Tony Robbins has a new book out. I'd like to get Tony Robbins on the show. That we can make happen. Yes. All right. No talk, enough talk, DeSantis. You're the one who's talking. I- I'm saying I'm it's doing it. It's my <laughs> job to talk. It's literally in my in, in my job description. Uh, anyway, here's Dr. Phil on with The View, educating the ladies on The View about their nonsense about COVID lockdowns. You know, all these idiots. I, I hate to play these clips, but it's important to know this daytime television is a cesspool of indoctrination, trying to indoctrinate millions of people's minds, and Dr. Phil set these ladies straight, take a listen.
2: And the same agencies that knew that are the agencies that shut down the schools for two years. Who does that? Who takes away the support system for these children? Who takes them away and shuts it down? And by the way, when they shut it down, they stopped the mandated reporters from being able to see children that were being abused and sexually molested, and in fact sent them home and abandoned them to their abusers, with no way to watch. And referrals dropped fifty to sixty percent. So it was also a pandemic yeah. going yeah, on. Was, they were trying to save kids', to to save kids well. lives.
4: Remember, we know a lot of folks who died during this. So it wasn't people weren't laying Hot around eating the bond. But well, you know what? We're lucky. Maybe we're lucky they didn't because we kept them out of the the. The places that they could be sick because no one wanted to believe we had an issue. Are you saying no school children died of COVID?
2: I'm saying it was the safest group. They were the less vulnerable group and they suffered and will suffer more from the mismanagement of COVID than they will from the exposure to COVID. And that's not an opinion. That's a fact.
4: It is a fact. Exactly right. and uh, But but they can't acknowledge that reality. I mean, that's the thing. They, they refuse to acknowledge that reality because it goes against the narrative, of course, which they are there to push every single day on that cesspool of a show known as The View. Um, oh, the book comes out tomorrow. We've Got Issues, How You Can Stand Strong for America's Soul and Sanity. All right, DeSantis, you got your marching orders. And Sid, since you're being the freaking hallway monitor today on the show— Sid pointed out that everybody's getting yelled at today except for Henry. Henry got his fair share last week, for the record.
6: Yeah. Yeah, believe me, I did. Off air. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was mostly on air, in fairness.
4: No, Yeah, uh, in fairness, I never yell at you guys off the air. I don't want what's-her-face writing another letter. I'm, I never yell at them off the air. It's only on the air, ever. <laughs> Technically, uh,
6: there was one moment last week where Henry didn't uh, pod your mic up. Uh, at the start of a segment, in which you were yelling at him, and then you yelled at him because you didn't have um, the microphone up because Rich wanted the yelling over the yeah. air. It's, so you got yeah. it twice technically in like I don't know thirty seconds. Yeah, we having an argument mid commercial break, and we're coming <laughs> back, and he's still you know yapping in my ear here, and I thought it was just you know an off-air conversation. And when I said that, it was like, "What, what do you mean we're not on air?" <laughs>
4: But that's the reason why I did it. I yelled at you on the air because that's my policy. I will only yell on the air. I don't yell at you guys off the air. I'm not that kind of a host.
5: (laughs) Whatever you say, man.
4: (laughs) So since I thought it was on the air, I was yelling at you. Then you tell me, okay, I'm potting you up now, which means I'm going live. And then I said, oh, you mean this wasn't on the air? Well, then I have to yell at you again now. (laughs) It didn't have quite the same passion the second time around, I have oh, to say. Oh, you know what, DeSantis,
6: what are you, the freaking passion <laughs> police? Don't what? worry about it. <laughs> the the first rendition of the, the yelling, the natural rendition, that, that was, I thought that was a little bit better. You lost right, some of well, your fire the second time.
4: <laughs> well, maybe I got distracted by one of our guests at CPAC or something else. Or maybe I got distracted by the fact that you can't seem to get big-name guests on the show That's without AJ and Drew's true.
6: help. It was EJ and Tony at that time.
4: I remember that much, because EJ was was giving me a hard time, too. Good. (laughs) I'm glad spreads like wildfire uh here's a little bit more of trump from cpac on saturday uh as he went after democrat-run cities again this is another reason why i think trump is going to do better with the black vote than any republican has probably ever including how he and he did great with them in the last election uh cut 14
5: we have the greatest law enforcement people in the world but they they're not allowed to do their job it's the same exact thing Chicago could be solved in one day. New York could be solved in a half a day. The New York police, I grew up with them, they're the greatest people. Now, a lot of them have left and they've gone down to other states and they've retired. But you have great people. And they can do their job if they're allowed to do their job. But they don't want to lose their pension. They don't want to lose everything. When you see these department stores where 300 400 usually kids walk in there with the masks on and rob the store destroy the store millions of dollars then the store closes the whole thing Starts to collapse the city. I could solve that problem in one day In one hour in one minute when the word got out That we took a very tough action when kids walk out with television sets like brand new beautiful $2,000 television sets and they're walking out and the police are told stand down don't do anything if the police would be allowed to do their job, and they would do it really strongly, it would end. That whole phenomena would end immediately. It would never happen again. You don't even have to do it in every city. All you have to do is do it in one. That's why I'm giving immunity to police, so that they stop crime, because they don't want to get sued. They don't want to lose their wife, their family, their pension, their house. It would stop immediately. So when I equate the military story, and I talk about what they did and how we defeated ISIS, it's the same exact thing for the police. We have the greatest police, they could stop it in Los Angeles, they could stop it in New York, they could stop it in Chicago, they could stop it everywhere, but they're not allowed to do their job. And if they do their job, they lose everything. They lose their pensions, their house, they lose their family. And we're not gonna let that happen anymore because our city's all run by Democrats, radical left Democrats for the most part, but Democrats, uh, it's a cesspool. It's accessible.
4: Uh, Christy Nome, who's on the shortlist for VP, she also spoke at CPAC, and the um, crowd seemed to like her a lot. She won the straw poll for, well, she tied with Vivek anyway, I should say, to be the uh, potential running mate for the future president, Donald Trump. Take a listen.
1: Leadership matters. I'm just going to say it. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, they suck. <laughs>
4: Well, there you go. They do suck. No question about that. I was going to argue with you on that point, Governor. No doubt about it. Uh, All right. Then we also have, uh, let's see, a little bit of uh, Biden malfunctioning as he tries and fails miserably to read a quote. This is speaking from the White House. He attempted to quote Lincoln's first inaugural address, cut 18.
5: And, you know, uh, stand here in front of this portrait of the man behind me here. He uh, he said, and I want to make sure I get the quote exactly right. He said, "The better angels." He said, "We must address the council and adjust the better angels of our nature." And we do, the, and we do well to remember what else he said. He said, "We are not enemies, but we're friends." It's the middle. It's in, in the part of the civil war. He said, "We're not enemies; but we're friends. We must not be enemies, folks." And I've been around, I know I don't look it, I've been around a long while long. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean this sincerely. We've gotten, politics has gotten too bitter. Politics has gotten too bitter.
4: Yeah, so that's a really uh, inspiring way to just destroy one of Abraham Lincoln's most important speeches ever. Well done. You know, something else happened at uh, CPAC, and that is uh, Taylor Lorenz, that vile <laughs> reporter from The Washington Post, sat down with Chaya Rachik. Chaya is the is the person behind Libs of TikTok. It's a important account on X, which I presume you're following if you're on that. If you're not on social media, basically Libs of TikTok exposes – all the crazy things that libs on TikTok are saying, mostly about indoctrinating our children, targeting our children, a lot of the transgender stuff and everything else. Well, during this interview, there was a stunning admission. Lorenz, who doxed and who has routinely targeted uh, Chaya Raichik, mostly for reposting videos that people on the left posted themselves, Admitted she has not viewed some of the most sexually graphic material aimed at children that Lives of TikTok has posted online. And yet Lorenz was... Even ready to defend that sexual content. By the way, a little bit later in the show, I'm going to get into you get into with you the um, awful uh, this this AI stuff and what what this new AI is saying about even things like pedophilia. You're going to want to hear this, no question about that. But here's a little bit from their conversation, cut 19. Like,
1: why you don't speak up about the sexualization of kids? I don't think it's a problem. I don't see, I guess I don't see as much. If I saw an example of a child being sexualized, of course I have a problem with, you know, certain things. I, I will, I will actually, you know, I will so say- So do I, you think we should give kids porn in school? The, the images of like gay sex and- I, so I had public, again, I went to public school and in public school, at least when I was growing up, we were absolutely given, um, literature, you know, explaining sex, educating people. It had pictures of like anal sex. Oh, absolutely. And it actually talked about condom use. What grade? God, I mean, I don't remember, but certainly probably middle school. I think that's when we had sex ed. Um, so, you think like books like Gender Queer, This Book Is Gay, we should give that to kids in school? I have not read those books, so I don't know. But I do okay. think that it's important to educate kids about sexuality.
4: I don't know. I haven't read the book, so I don't really know. But uh, it doesn't matter because uh, I just want to keep making sure that content's out there. Are you kidding me? I mean, this is what we're dealing with right now. This is what we're dealing with when it comes to the fight and the battle. And, you know, I I say good good for Libs of TikTok. Keep it up. Keep it up. And if you're wondering whether or not the crisis at the southern border, the invasion, is real or not. Well, guess what? Apparently now it's perfectly normal to be a conspiracy theorist as long as you're on the left. What AOC says here, and again, I'm going to play this for you. It's annoying, but you have to hear this because how many times are you and I— and and people who have our mindset, how many times are we accused of being conspiracy nuts, right? Conspiracy theorists who turn around and make things up and 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 say that the, you know that what what you're hearing isn't really real and all the other bu- nonsense, blah blah blah. Well, here's AOC on with Alex Wagner, basically saying that everything you're seeing at the border is completely manufactured. It's a man. It's manufactured. It's not real. Take a listen. The idea that
0: Republicans, in order to win an election, say we need to hermetically seal the border when they know that that would be that is economic self-sabotage to the U.S. economy. And they are saying, let's let's do it anyway. And to compensate for the negative effects, we're going to allow and throw people's kids into factories that is what they are doing in rolling back child labor laws while being as xenophobic and anti-immigrant as as they are. And while ginning up this, this false narrative about this being a crisis, and by the way, by then also preventing and blocking any legislation yeah. that would provide not just a path to citizenship, but a path to work papers, a path to allowing people who want to work to be paired with American businesses who need people to work and it, I mean there's, there is not only no moral calculation, there is no economic calculation, there is no logical calculation, there is only a political calculation. And that political calculation is we are going to keep whining about it. Mm -hmm. We are going to keep pretending this is a crisis while contributing to actual problems. And then we're going to block the solution so that we can campaign on it over and over and over. And we can call it caravans. We can call it migrant crises. We can call it family separation. And they will just recycle it over and over and over again in order to gin up, you know, just so much animosity and destruction in this country and racism in this country, because that's the only thing that the Republican Party even is standing on at this point.
4: Got it. So it's it's all a manufactured crisis, Okay, It's not real. Whatever you're seeing on TV, they're just showing you the same images over and over again. It's not real. Understand that? Got it? This is really what these people push out there every day. So just remember who the conspiracy theorists are. And I told you at the start of the show today, Democrats are already preparing another insurrection as they are preparing right now to not certify the results of the 2024 election if Donald Trump wins. They are openly in conversation preparing to deny the election results. Some breaking news out of Delaware. My friend sent me this and then I asked Michael Pelka to con, uh, confirm it. It's true. The Delaware Supreme Court uh, has now come out and said that, uh, well, it's a decision that was last week. That's that's We, we had that. But the breaking news on the story is that elected leaders on both sides are now vowing to pass a law to deal with the fact that late last week, the Delaware Supreme Court struck down two statutes that expanded access to the voting booth. Judge Mark Connor denied a motion by State Election Commissioner Anthony Albans and Delaware Department of Elections to dismiss a complaint that argued Delaware's early voting and permanent absentee voting statutes violated the Delaware Constitution. And so now leaders on both sides of the aisle are vowing to overturn that. But basically what Delaware, what the court is saying is, hey, early voting, absentee balloting, all this other nonsense, it's unconstitutional and you cannot have a system like this continue. That's a big deal. It's a very, very big deal. And I will tell you that if the court, if this stands, the state law, which allows 10 days of early voting, violates the state's constitution, The general election has to be held on one day and the state's permanent absentee voting statute violates state law by allowing voters to be placed on a permanent absentee voting list where ballots would automatically be sent to them for each election. If that stands, if the legislature is not able to overturn that, that's going to be a big deal because that means that at least one court is recognizing that election day has to be on election day. And that's a really, really good thing if that is the case. But Delaware being a blue state, don't be surprised if, in fact, the legislature and then the governor signs into law something that overturns that. Because I could certainly see them doing that. And it would be a damn shame if they do. But that's what I would imagine would happen. Um, One more clip for you from um, the world of crazy. Donald Trump is mentally unfit, according to the vampiric one, Nancy Pelosi. I told you they are going to do whatever they possibly can to stop Trump, including arguing that he's mentally ill. They've done this before. But again, if you're a Democrat, it's perfectly fine for you to float baseless, kooky Russian collusion conspiracy theories. You're allowed to do it, it's encouraged. You can spread whatever conspiracy theories you want. You don't have to back them up. Nobody accuses you of wearing a tinfoil hat. Nobody accuses you of being a conspiracy nut in your basement. As long as you're a Democrat, you can say the border is not really a crisis. You can say it's manufactured by conservatives. You can say that Donald Trump is part of Russia and he's being paid by Putin. And nobody calls you a conspiracy nut. If we, on our side... Question things like the Hunter Biden laptop, or if we question COVID origins, or we question vaccine side effects, or anything like. We're the conspiracy nuts, even though everything we've said is true and backed by fact. But when they come out and say this stuff, they don't have to back up a damn thing, and nobody calls them out for it. Cut twenty-two.
3: Europeans here are worried. They see America, and they say America is stepping back. You've dealt with Donald Trump. What advice would you give them?
0: Him? Have an intervention into your mental
6: health, your political viability. He's, a, he's really grotesque and it's really a shame. And I never tr- talk politics when I go overseas because um, that's just the way we have always, we've been very bipartisan when we go overseas. We may have our differences, and we criticize the president at home and I might hesitation to do that but uh, the uh, he has ventured into a the global scene by his chumminess with putin
4: his chumminess with putin again putin did not invade ukraine for the 4 years that donald trump was there and of course putin has endorsed joe biden for president i think i think that putin loves joe biden i would if i were putin i'd love joe biden I mean, just the liquid natural gas export ban that Joe Biden has put in place is a gift to enrich Vladimir Putin. So why would Putin not love that? Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Listen, my friends, at Emmons Roofing and Siding, Emmons Remodeling are going to do great work for your home. How about a new bathroom in a day? One day. That's right. That's what the team at Emmons can do. You know, I've worked with these guys now for six years. My previous house, our new house now. In fact, they're coming next week to install some new doors for us, too. How to get the basement door replaced and the um, the door to the outside replaced, the, the the patio door. And Emmons is doing that for me. They already replaced some skylights for me. They can do it all. They are your one-stop shop for all your home improvement needs. Of course, roofing. You'll have a lifetime warranty on that roof with the finest materials. Doors, windows, siding, solar, and yes, kitchen and bathroom remodeling. Emmons remodeled the bathroom and our kitchen in our old house, and my wife loved it. She was thrilled with the work that Emmons did. They serve our entire region, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, and the Jersey Shore. And by the way, if you have a Jersey Shore house, you want to get that Shore house inspected now because minor leaks in the winter can lead to big expensive repairs when the warm weather hits. Trust me when I tell you, your satisfaction means everything to them. Matt and his wife, Stephanie, want you to be satisfied. So they're going to make sure you are. And Emmons is the real deal. They work with you. They're budget friendly, but the work they do is outstanding. Emmonsremodeling.com is where you go. Emmonsremodeling.com for all your home improvement needs. Trust the team that I use.
2: The only Show, on your schedule, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, in the free Odyssey app.
4: Henry, you're killing it in the music today, killing it.
2: Thank you, thank you. I thought I'd start off the week off break.
4: All downhill from here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, story that, uh, thank you to Road Warrior, even though I've yelled at him quite a bit lately, but he didn't not the first time i've had this story but nevertheless i'll give him his credit because i got to give road warrior credit at least once a week so uh otherwise i hear about it anyway the biden administration planted a democrat operative inside a fulton county office to target former president donald trump according to multiple sources familiar with the fulton county district attorney's office this is from breitbart news if the biden administration planted the operative as the sources say would present a strong argument that the administration this administration is trying to interfere in the 2024 presidential election breitbart news granted the sources anonymity to discuss the attorney's office for fear of retribution the sources have direct knowledge of the environment at the fulton county district attorney's office which they characterize as corrupt one significant figure is overlooked in the fulton county scandal concerning fulton county prosecutor Fannie willis and her gumata nathan wade Jeff DeSantis. No relation to Matt DeSantis. Or I don't know at this point. Maybe maybe it is the same. It's just a spell it's spelled wrong, so probably not. <laughs> but still, hey, it could be your brother for all I good
6: know. No indication that yeah, no relation.
4: <laughs> yeah. D I S A N T I S. How do you spell your name? Oh, with an E, so yeah, not Right. Many. Yeah. I don't know how many people came up and asked Matt DeSantis at CPAC if he was related to Ron DeSantis. Even Tulsi asked me. Even Tulsi. And that annoyed me because you took away my time with Tulsi to shit <laughs> chat with her. I'm sorry. Outrageous. Uh, Jeff DeSantis, no relation, the county's deputy district attorney with professional experience far greater than the average county employee. He worked on Willis's 2020 campaign. He was a former executive director of the Democrat Party of Georgia with extensive knowledge of campaign finance law. He was also the deputy director of compliance for the DNC, according to his official bio. This breaking story brought to you by our buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. Go see him today for your perfect smile. V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com. Jeff has also worked for candidates in 30 states, running for a variety of offices and uh, apparently he did collude with the white house to target trump and that this white house put him in the fulton county district attorney's office and was instrumental in selecting grand jurors for the trump case based on voter registration data part of why you're raising money as a candidate is to get money to buy the data about who you who are your voters he once said sources also reveal that desantis was a member of willis's transition team after she won the election in november of 2020 desantis helped wade select employees for the new office desantis was there in the capacity to be a political strategist according to the source as breitbart news exclusively reported on sunday wade is a prosecutor on the trump case and he selected the office employees we made the decision to ban or wade made the decisions to hire or fire employees in the district attorney's office following willis's election victory in november of 2020. So, I'm uh, not surprised to hear this, not surprised at all. But the core coordination, this guy, the district attorney's office, and also the White House, pretty shocking if you ask me. I don't know if this is true or not. I'm trying to confirm this, but apparently David Wildstein reported this. I don't see it on his site, but what I'm told, and Michael Pelka sent me this story earlier today, is that little Brian Stelter is back. I don't, this may be fake news, I don't know. But apparently little Brian Stelter is back and he's running for school board in New Jersey, of all places. He's running for school board in New Jersey, of all places, as a Republican. So we'll see if that is, in fact, the case. If little Brian Stelter reportedly running as a Republican for school board in New Jersey in Reddington Township, according to Wild Scene's reporting, based on this story that I have here, Former CNN reporter Brian Stelter is seeking a seat on the Reddington Township, New Jersey, school board, the former host of Reliable Sources. But, you know, it makes sense though he'd be on a school board considering that he's yet to hit puberty. A lot of the issues that would affect him are something that would affect most school kids who have yet to hit puberty. So we'll see if that is, in fact, the case. Of this big time liberal media figure, but he also did a 180 turn recently um, as he's trying to get a, a job, I think, on News Nation or something like that. Gavin Newsom thinks Joe Biden should debate. I hope Joe Biden debates Trump, but what an epic disaster that would be for Joe Biden. Remember, James Carville said he can't debate. I think Gavin Newsom is auditioning so hard right now to become Joe Biden's uh, replacement. He's going to say all the nice things, all the nice things that he needs to say about Joe Biden, hoping beyond hope he'll get the call to step in. Here's what he said. on meet the press. Cut number eight.
0: Trump says he's ready to debate Biden right now. Should President Biden debate? Of course Trump? he's not. I mean, he, uh, but should President Biden debate? Biden Trump, in the beat general? Trump
3: in the prior debates. I look forward. I mean, this is a okay. guy, by so the that's way, it's yes? just pure one hundred percent, pure projection on a guy who refused to debate in his own primary. Back to my point: weakness masquerading as strength.
4: Well, we'll see about that. Um, Road Warriors now yelling at me, saying he didn't send that story. Okay, sorry. I was just giving you a little credit, but you didn't deserve it, so I take it back. And there you go. All right. Now you now you get you'll get nothing. Uh, my new follower who sent me that story before her name is Tulsi Stan. She goes by Anti War Misfit, and she's very excited for Matt Desantis to eventually post a full podcast of Tulsi Gabbard. It's up. It's up. Yeah. No. Oh, great job. <laughs> Excellent.
6: So anyone Good. anyone that wants to just listen to the interview can. I don't see it. You put it on Twitter. It's not on Twitter. It's just posted. We'll we'll, we'll post the link. Um, oh, okay. Later gotcha. Shortly. Yeah.
4: gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Gavin Newsom was asked if he would run for president in 2024. Of course, this is the only answer he can give. Cut number nine.
0: Let's talk about you, Governor. Days after that special counsel report came out questioning the president's age and his memory, the Washington Post reported that anxious Democrats reached out to top Biden donors to ask, quote, when is Gavin getting in? Or how about Whitmer or Shapiro? The buzz has not stopped. I know you've been asked this before, but do you still rule out a run in 2024?
3: You've you got to be kidding. I, I am here celebrating the extraordinary accomplishments of the Biden-Harris administration, making the case that we need to make to lift up the issues, lift up the record, drive contrast with the Republican nominee to be Donald Trump so that we calls? can win for four more years. Have
0: you gotten any calls, Governor? On, every, you it, to it, run?
3: It's all idle chatter. It's all, it's, you know what? That's a sideshow. I think what Democrats need to do is worry less, do more, continue to overperform as we have, continue to win, make the case, don't be shamed, of 4.1% GDP over the last two quarters. Ah, it's enough, you sh-
4: know, this is what I mean. I mean, he's gotta say these things, but he, you know that he's dying, dying to get the nod. Please, somebody bring him in. Bring, bring me in. That's what he's begging for right now. Begging for that. Um, let me suggest something here. I'm going to just, um, two things I want to get to here. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm trying to pull it up. And now I'm having a tough time doing it. Aha. Yes. Okay. So there's a story I've talked a lot about in the past um, about artificial intelligence i'm gonna get into this in the next hour i right? the whole thing about ai and the, and the way that ai is manipulating uh, all of our um content and this new ai that i think it's google's ai and saying george washington was black and i'm there's a lot i gotta say about that but i'm going to but ai is also taking away people's jobs and now it's hitting the adult entertainment industry as well because apparently now AI dream girls are now coming for the jobs of hard-working porn stars. <laughs> AI will change adult entertainment forever. The risks for sex workers and the rest of us are profound. You know, just for the heck of it, I went online and I Googled, I wanted to see what these things cost. Do you know that these, these sex robots are, they go for like 1500 bucks. Jeez. That's not even a robot. That's just really like a, like a life, like a realistic-looking Terminator babe that doesn't actually talk or anything like that, which why would you want it to? I'm kidding. Um, but they go for like 1500 bucks. I would have thought it would be more. Well, if you go into the kind of the exoskeleton ones that they're, they're tens of thousands of dollars, you know what I mean? But AI is now even cutting into the porn industry. That's when you know there's really going to be a backlash, when that happens, don't you think?
6: Yeah, I'd imagine it'll it'll make some headlines, make some
5: waves.
4: You see that? Matt DeSantis, people are calling out your ability to get Dr. Phil on the show. (laughs) I don't know what you want me to say. It's been an hour.
6: Have you done it yet? I haven't even emailed the guy yet. The show's still going on.
4: I mean, uh, un- unbelievable. What else have you had to do in the past hour?
6: <laughs> I have to write the recaps. I have to make sure we have podcast descriptions. I posted the Tulsi Gabbard podcast. It's ready to download if anyone goes to our, uh, our page. Um, I've been doing a million things, cutting audio. The list is endless. Fine. Fine, fine, fine. I even screened a call.
4: I, I didn't screen all of them, but I screened one. And let me go to Dan right now. He disagrees with AOC. Dan in Havertown. Hello, Dan. Hello, Rich.
7: Yeah, uh, you, you, you keep yelling at Matt and all these guys. Maybe you guys should trade jobs one of these days. I, I think maybe he should host the show, and maybe you should do his duties. What do you think? You want to hear him talk for
4: four hours? Or you <laughs> <laughs> It
7: would be interesting. I, I think it would be very interesting. Sure, but we'll do it. I, I don't we'll... know. We'll, we'll do it as an I don't experiment. want to break balls. <laughs> Why
4: yeah. not?
7: All right. I, I don't know. Maybe try it. Try it one time. You know? Uh, who, who knows? But uh, what was I saying? When uh, you, you were talking about, uh, what's his name? Jim Kenny. Doing that, that stupid dance when, uh, you know, there were Sanctuary City. It was all yeah. excited. It reminded, it reminded me of a little kid that uh, has to go to the bathroom and they could barely hold it. You know what I mean? That's
4: what, what it doing like. doing the white man's yeah, over
7: by Snoopy. Dance or- we are so, a sanctuary the, the white city. White man over white dance. Yeah, yeah. or or uh, Snoopy. You know Snoopy dancing on the piano. One one of the three. I guess that's all I want to say.
4: Well, it's a good point, and it shows you the nonsense of the left arguing that it's some sort of conspiracy theory, right?
7: Yes, I, I I took a break from you guys for a, a good couple of days. Um, you know, not not that I, I like to hate the show or anything or tired of the show. It's just just what goes on every day, and uh, it just weighs on you uh, day and night. And that was happening to me. I'd wake up in a bad mood in the morning, so I, I had to take a break. You know what I
4: mean?
7: No, I don't. I, I don't want mean. to make My you job feel is bad. To put
4: you in a good mood. Yeah,
7: yeah, you do. You do, but yeah, it's just ways and ways and ways uh after a while. After you go off the air and I just think about what what is going on in the world and just just how and pathetic it is
4: and i remember I'm not something though when... dan we're we're fighting the good fight here and the only way to save our country is to fight the good fight i try to do it as much as i can with humor when i can but these sure. are real battles that we have here for to for america and we can't just uh we can't turn it off that's what they want you know they want you to be depressed and they want you to turn it off
7: yeah no you're right you're right uh yeah you just got to try to look at the glass half full and yeah just keep fighting and push back and yeah no th- you're right you can't lay down and give up which uh, yeah, I guess sometimes some people they just feel like uh, they feel like doing that. There's nothing I can do, so I'm just uh, I'm just a, gonna ignore it all and just go about my business.
4: Well, listen, buddy, hang in there. Hope is coming, and and I think change is coming too in November. I really do. Uh, and so does billionaire Bill Ackman, who thinks that every day Biden waits to get out of the race, he's handing the election to Trump.
8: Uh, cut sixteen. And by the way, the other thing to point out here is, and I have been pointing this out as of others, Biden is, I think is done. I mean, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the country, having him as a, as a presidential candidate, let alone the president of the country. It's crazy. And it's just gonna get worse and worse. And he should, you know, hit the worst of his legacy is his ego that prevents him from stepping aside. And that's it, it's his ego. And it is so wrong and so bad and so embarrassing. Uh, it, you know, you talk to people, I was in Europe, I was in uh, London a few days ago and people are like, Bill, it, how can this guy be a president? And, and it's a bit like, again, I go back to my business analogy. Being a CEO is like a full contact sport. Being president of the United States is like some combination of wrestling marathon running, <laughs> you know, try being a triathlete. I mean, you gotta be a, a serious, physical shape and at the top of your game to represent this country and he is a far cry from that and it's just getting worse and it's embarrassing and i and he's got he cannot be and by the way every day he waits he's handing the election uh to trump
4: no question about it but i think that uh democrats are getting to the point now where if they don't swap out biden there's no chance they win but i still think trump is going to win No matter what. I I really I I really do. I I just think he's got the momentum. You can hear him talk about it. Um, You can hear him talk about the momentum of that. And uh, I mean, he's got, as they say in politics, the big the big mo. The big mo, the big momentum. Uh, Matt, if you have a chance, I just tweeted you something. My friend um, Laura sent me this. Uh, it's a clip of uh, Congresswoman Katie Porter. I'm going to get into Google's AI, which is racist, and also defends pedophilia. Okay, and it's insane. It really is. It's it's insane. So I'm I'm going to get into that in the six o'clock hour. But I want to play this clip real quick. This is from that nutjob congresswoman, Katie Porter, a Democrat, obviously. Um, take a listen. Hang on, hang on, hang, oh, hang on. on. Sorry, I'm hang on. Pulling it up now. He's got to screen it. Make sure there's no curse words in it. All I don't right. think there is. But. Yeah, I think it's good. All right, here we go.
0: The allegation of groomer and pedophile. It is alleging that a person is criminal somehow. And engaged in criminal acts merely because of, of their identity, um, their sexual orientation, their gender identity. Um, so this is clearly prohibited under Twitter's content, yet you found hundreds of these posts on the platform
4: okay so this is going to tie into what i'm going to talk about with google's ai in the next hour we got a big show to come i'll give you my thoughts on the state of the race between trump and haley even though it's not really a race anymore and uh, all that good stuff to come but listen i want to thank my friends at mccall's and lock service for being incredible friends of the show and our travis mannion radio foundation uh, radiothon which is coming up the travis mannion foundation radiothon coming up in just about a month a couple weeks away uh every year we do at mccall Lock Service steps up, and that's because for over 100 years, the entire team at McCausland has been dedicated and there for you for everything, and they stand with our veterans as well. So, if you need, your key fob has been lost, or it needs to be replaced, reprogrammed, factory remotes, transponder keys, chip keys, and more. <laughs> Reach out to the great people at McCausland Lock Service. Tom and Christy and the entire team will do a tremendous job for you for all of your locksmith needs. Trust McCausland McCausland Lock Service. I'm telling you, they are the best, and they're conveniently located on Route 420 in Prospect Park, PA. And McCausland Lock Service is dedicated to great customer service. That's why I want you to reach out to them today. Tom and Christy are waiting for you and will help you in any way, even with all those fancy makes and models. Uh, BMWs, Mercedes-Benz, and the best part is they can do it while you wait, and they charge up to 50% below what you'd pay at the dealer. 610-430-1500. 610-430-1500. McCausland Lock Service.
2: Rich Seeley, weekday afternoons 3-7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app.